Hey everybody, welcome back to the Willow Tree Online, episode 13. Can you believe it, Christina? 13 episodes. 13 episodes. This is amazing. Thank you everybody for listening. This episode, um, well, first off, this is a podcast where we explore living our values in our heart, health, and home. Somebody asked me, like, what do you guys talk about? And I'm like, it's kind of whatever we want, but it (laughs) is, it usually tries to align with that. It's like, think about your heart, your health, your home, and, you know, how do we, how do we do that well? So hopefully you feel that level of focus (laughs) in our conversations, (laughs) the level of intentionality, but really it's just kind of whatever we, we want to talk about that we feel lines up. So, uh, but today's episode we are talking about decluttering and this is coming out of a couple of experiences that we've had recently and really a practice that we've done kind of a a ritual we we do often whether when we're moving or just the spring cleaning vibe or whatever we we regularly regularly (laughs) go through these seasons of you know okay okay, we want to declutter we want to realign of our lives and we wanted to talk through that because um it's something that is really important to us and it we we do it a lot and we get a lot of value out of it and so when we feel like it really makes a difference in our life that's when we want to share it so any other kind of intro comments christina we we were doing just like a practical house declutter the last couple weekends and then we kind of just started having conversation about like how important it is to just declutter in so many areas of our life, like mentally, emotionally in our lifestyle and how it just feels so good to like prune things down, get rid of things. And so we were like, we should talk about that on the podcast. So we're going to talk about like why decluttering matters in all these different areas of life. And then some practical steps to take to start doing that. Cause it can feel like life either literally or figuratively is just a pile in front of you. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then, yeah. yeah. And this isn't meant to shame anybody that maybe is living in chaos right now. Some, oh, some no. of that is well beyond our, our control. Um, or we're just too tired to, you know, be able yeah. to rein in the well, chaos. Some of it you don't have control over for sure. And then some we do have control over. Right. right? So that's what we're going to talk about. It's like different areas that we can start to place our focus in. I think it's like anything in life. Yeah. There are places where we have to like decide I'm not a victim in this area. You know, maybe I am in other areas, but in this one, I'm not. Yeah. And we're coming from a place where we believe everybody can benefit from, from this kind of decluttering, from having a more calm space. Simplifying or more calm, whatever. Yeah. Simplifying in, in whatever area. Um, we really believe that, that that's helpful. Even if you would say like, no, I thrive in chaos. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, but there are some universal kind of principles that we think are, are I mean, some people for sure thrive more than others, right? I'm not one of those people who thrives in like Mm -hmm. any sort of chaos. Some people Mm -hmm. like genuinely do. And I'm a little bit jealous of those people, but I think in any, for any person, there is a certain degree that order feels good, even if it's organized chaos. And so, well, and for me, I would, I would say, I would even push back against the idea that like, no, I thrive in chaos. I think it's, you thrive despite chaos. Mm, Yeah, that's true. I think, cause I think no matter who you are, if the 
calm or if order or more structure is introduced, you end up thriving more because mm-hmm. your brain isn't having to work mm-hmm. so hard. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just some practical ways that the brain works mm-hmm. that, you know, is playing to your favor when you declutter a little bit. So anyway, that's, that's going to be the core content. We're going to get into it, but first take a deep breath and we're going to do three highlights of the day just to kind of center ourselves. This is what we would ask you if you were here in our home, we would ask you for the highlights. It's something we do every day at dinner. Um, so we like to start with that little Someone practice. Actually, I didn't even tell you this. Someone actually reached out to me on Instagram and they sent me like a voice memo and they told me the three highlights. of the Oh, day. yay. And it made me so happy. That's awesome. So if you want to make my day, send me your three highlights. Yes. It was really fun to listen to. Yes. Or do a memo, a voice memo to yourself. I'm a big voice memo to myself believer. I really like to, <laughs> to do that. No, I do. Like if I'm just needing to like get some thoughts out, I'll do a voice memo just to capture it. So you can pause and do that. But, um, what were your three highlights of today, Christina? Okay. I know I said this, I think I said this literally on the last podcast. So we must've recorded, we're recording on a Saturday (laughs) night and I think this only happens on Saturday or Sunday, but I got a two hour nap this morning and it was just so nice. It was just so nice. The world shines a little brighter. I mean, wow. (laughs) Yeah. I just, it felt so good. Um, Steven took Beckett. They went to the community garden together. He doesn't usually take Beckett, but this morning was a little shroom workshop. So Beckett got to go. Let's add some context to that. (laughs) No, right there. (laughs) Drop that. Okay. Next on my highlight. Just getting high with my was, um, okay. I think Beckett's like maybe tasted yogurt like once in his life, but not since he was, you know able to actually really think about what was going in his mouth and so today he's he's in a picky phase of his life suddenly all the things that he used to love he doesn't like so we're down to like raisins and yeah he loves raisins well and then bread with jam bread with jam but he just licks the jam off and hands me the bread and says mo mo (laughs) and i'm like you just want more jam and he says bread bread and then I'm like, no, okay, here's some more bread with your jam. He licks the jam off, gives me the slobbery bread piece, and says, mo, mo. <laughs> so, jam and raisins. That's So, so obviously, so I'm working on expanding his little situation, dietary situation. So, we bought some, like, plant-based yogurts today. And I was like, not sure how he was going to like it. Took it outside. He has his little bowl. For some reason, when he tries a new food, he likes to be outside. I don't know. It's weird. Interesting. But, um, so... He put that first scoop of strawberry yogurt in his mouth and he looked at me like he had just seen a unicorn. Like he just was so happy. Like, mom, have you ever tried this? It was so cute. So, so he good. he loved that yogurt. So the look on his face when he ate yogurt. And then my last one was tonight. We got takeout from our absolute favorite restaurant in Nashville, Avo, and we took it to a park and we just ate dinner at a picnic table and there were fireflies and Beckett played on the playset. It was just one of those nights where you're like, oh, time could just stop and everything could just stay right here. That would be just really nice. It was just beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. It was just it was just a specific moment. I'll say one specific moment. At the very end, we're like, okay, Beckett, it's time to go home. You know what I'm going to say? Mm-hmm. And um, 
he's very compliant when it's time to go home usually. And yeah, he was having an absolute blast going up down the slide. So yeah. he would go down the slide. He would say again, and then I would pick him up, put him at the top of the slide. He would slide down. We did that a lot. Mm-hmm. I was sweating. And, but yeah, I was like, okay, we're going to do it three more times and then we have to go. So went down. Okay. That's one, two. Okay. Last one went down and he's like, okay, all done. And like walks over to the picnic table. So he, I have never seen anything like it. He grabs, he grabs his bike. Cause we had brought his bike with, because it's like his security blanket is his bike. So he like hops on his bike and then we're like, we're going to go home back. He just gets on his bike and he just starts riding towards the center of the park. But it's hard to explain because it was like pitch black. Like you couldn't it's even see dark. anymore. Yeah, you yeah. can hardly see. So yeah. he just starts riding like into the fog of night <laughs> and he was literally disappearing. And we're like, okay, well, we'll see you later, Beckett. Well, and he see just, you at home. He's and just he was, slowly fading into the distance on his bike. And it was so funny. So funny. We're like, he's, where do you think you're going? He's never done anything like it. And yeah, it, it was like, he was just like, okay, it's time to go. And he just started he just going, going some direction. And he didn't even look back. Like he it just was very took off. Funny. It was very so funny. I had to go and catch him and pick him up and say, okay, we're going to go to the car. Oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, that was really lengthy. For so mine. funny. What were your three highlights, Steven? Oh, so funny. My three highlights, um, I think highlight number one was... Uh, bringing Beckett with me to my garden workshop. Cause like Christina said, I don't usually get to bring him work days. Like when I go and volunteer and like do work is a little earlier in the day and I can't watch him cause he's I'm, not very helpful. Yet. I'm working. Yeah. Like I'm doing, I'm working in the garden. Um, and I've been like leading the volunteers for the last couple of times. So it just hasn't worked, but this one, it's a little bit later and it's a workshop. So I'm just attending and so I can bring Beckett and he can kind of want, I can like half pay attention, half watch him and, and it works. So every chance I get, I, I'm really excited to do that. And like, I talk about him all the time on my volunteer days. So it's fun to bring him and people go, Hey, there you, there he is. He's grown so much and all that stuff. So being able to bring him and like share him and have him be around my people, my garden people was really good. Um, number two, I'm going to say, um, was this tiny desk concert that somebody sent me, uh, my, one of my best friends, he sent me this out of the blue, this artist I'd never heard of. Who's like an electronic artist named Fred again. That's what you type into Spotify. His Instagram is like seven agains. It's like Fred again, 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 again. I don't know why, but. Um, but he, so he's this electronic music producer, but he did this tiny desk concert that was like four or five songs, but all blended up into, into one. And he was playing marimba, he was playing vibraphone, he was playing keys and he was using spoken word like clips, which is very Steve Reich. If you're familiar with the contemporary percussion composer, Steve Reich. As all of you would be 99% of the people assume uh, there's one person who's going to know who that is. Like, yeah, I know that. Um, but a lot like him. And so, which I love, like, I love that kind of music. And it was just this like transcendent, like experience for like 15 minutes. Just watch. I was just mesmerized. This was it was after the shroom conference. Right? After the shroom <laughs> workshop. Yep. I was just tuned in to the bigger nature of all being. <laughs> Um, the workshop was about really growing, growing 
the mushrooms to Edible eat. Edible mushrooms. At home. Like oyster mushrooms. Um, like mushroom logs and things like that. Okay. They get it. Uh, they yeah, get not, it. Not, a, I'm just not taking drugs. Um, yeah, so just that was an unexpected um, delight of my day. And then I would say my third highlight, yeah, was just playing with Beckett at this park on the playground because we haven't really done that. So this is kind of my first time, like, like he's going down a slide and yeah. I'm going down it with him. And he says, again, I'm picking him up and putting him back at the top and take him over to the swings and strap him in for his first time on a swing set. And How do you like panics. that? Panics. <laughs> and he, and I'm, it's the most gentle swing you've ever experienced. And he is clutching the sides, <laughs> hunched over, heavy breathing, all done, all done, all done. <laughs> it was so sad and so funny. It was uh, like one of those toddler got, swings. Got so him like right down. On the normal yeah. swing set, but there's always that big one that has like this, you know, the straps. Yeah, it's like for you know for kids, so you strap them in and stuff. He or was, kids who just need it. That he was situation. not. He was not was happy about that. So, so it got him down from that. But anyway, it was just great to get to do that with him. It was a really wonderful night. So. Those are our three highlights of the day. Um, what are yours, uh, listener? We'd love to hear if you'd like to share, or if not, that's okay. But take a moment to, to reflect on that. And now we go into the core content. Let's talk about decluttering. Um, and so we're, we're kind of going to talk about, you know, again, like kind of what is it? Why does it matter? How does it work? Like how might, what are some signs that you might be ready for a declutter in a certain area? And when we say declutter, we are not just speaking about, you know, the magic, life-changing magic of tidying mm -hmm. up, right? Like from Marie or Kondo. like minimalism. Yeah. Like it's not just about like the stuff in your home. It's anywhere that feels like there is too much yeah. In that area. Mm. Maybe you need a an emotional declutter. Maybe mm. you need a these are things that I'm thinking about and that I have said yes to mm. <laughs> uh, declutter, a commitment declutter. Uh, uh, the one thing for me is I, I have I have a lot of things that I want to do or a mm. lot of things that I am trying to learn or consume at the same time. I'm trying to like move all these things forward at the same time. I'm like reading four books at once and I've got a course halfway done and I'm, I have all these different things and it gets to be too much. Mm. And uh, it's that feeling of like, ah, I can't keep up with all this. And it's, and so you, it's this process of that you go through to like declutter align realign simplify all that stuff what do you think are like symptoms when when we need to take a look at some of those spaces in our life that we experience overwhelm i would say overwhelm is a kind of i think that's that's one like if if it's that feeling for me it's the feeling of um like overwhelm feeling like there's too much happening and which to me leads, when I feel that way, I've, it leads to procrastination. It feels like I can't move in a direction or, or I get this like analysis paralysis type feeling. Um, or if I just notice that it's, it's draining me. Yeah. You know, and I think about that with like emotional 
or or like learning a bunch of things or reading a bunch of things. I'm like, I can't even like, I'm not, I'm not enjoying this anymore. And I feel overwhelmed and, um, and I, I haven't even read for two weeks cause I don't know what to read cause I've got all these things happening. And, and it's this, at that point, I usually realize I've become unfocused and I've just, accum- I've been accumulating. Mm. I've just been saying yes to things. Um, been saying yes to too much i think another symptom too is like i'm like looking for the words for it but like just kind of not feeling like life just feels kind of dull Mm. so it might not even be that like you feel overwhelmed Mm. it could be that there's like a lot of clutter going on that's kind of just causing you to not like feel numb sometimes that's how it manifests in our life too it's just this slow sticky build up you know of things whether it's like emotions or stuff and you're not actually experiencing the like the really vibrant good thick fruit of life you know and that could even be like this is such a silly small example but like even in your wardrobe if we take it all the way down to there you know it's like everything's just kind of like eh, i don't know i kind of like my clothes i don't usually feel good in my clothes every day or whatever you know everything's just kind of like nah, dull whereas it's like what if we declutter and you just choose like five pieces that like you love and you have a wardrobe mm-hmm. that you just really love that's maybe a really silly example no but i don't think so i think that's how it can be in life too we can just get so full of content and consuming and that we just kind of feel numb. Yeah. And then we miss out on those feelings of like, Oh, this is the good stuff of life. Well, yeah. Cause I I think it, it, even if it's not, um, like you said, it's not like a malicious type thing, even if we don't have like a hoarding problem. Right. Having things that, that like having, having kind of too much, it's, it's dead weight. Like it, it mm-hmm. our, our brains are holding on to it and there's a feeling of freedom that comes with, you know, just saying goodbye to some stuff that you aren't, you realize is no longer what you need right now. And, it, you, and, and you look at it and you, and you see all the stuff gone and you go, Oh yeah, this is me this feels good. You know, it's, it's like taking a shower, you know, or like getting clean. It's like, Oh yeah, this is right. You know, this is, this is who I am. And I think that's, that's true for like, like we just kind of decluttered our clothes and then our, um, our basement. So we had a bunch of we stuff. We kind of got rolling. Basement. We tend to do this, right? Like we decluttered our clothes and then yeah. we're like, let's do our basement next. Basement. It's kind of like, in, I don't know. Yeah. Once you start, you're like, this we're, feels we're in, really we're good. In the mode. And you kind of have to get into a mode. We'll talk oh, about that in, sure. in, in the, what is the process of it. But, um, but yeah, I, you know, it wasn't like, ugh, it wasn't, we're, we're fairly minimal anyway. So it wasn't like we just have all these clothes and all this stuff, but we just kind of had that urge of like, Hey, we should, we should just go through this like and and just see, we're just kind of feeling that, you know, it wasn't like it was actively detracting from our lives, but, mm-hmm. um, but there was this subtle thing in the back, like, I think I need to give some attention to that. Mm-hmm. And then we did it and it felt awesome. So, yeah, it also, 
makes me think of like just that feeling of you kind of realize like, oh, I was holding on to more than I needed. And I think that saying, it's like how you do one thing is how you do all things. Yeah. I mean, it kind of fits here too. It's like, you don't feel like maybe things are weighing you down, but once you actually get rid of like objective things that you don't need anymore, you realize like, oh, I actually really feel lighter. So part of decluttering, I think is like, you don't really, you can't really experience what it's going to give to you until you do it. Yeah. Right. Like until you. Yeah, I agree. I liked that visual of what you just said of, of holding on to too much. Cause like, if you can imagine that, you know, it's like mm-hmm. I'm holding on to too much. Of course you're weighed down. Of course it kind of drags you down, even if you're not fully aware of it. And then you suddenly get to drop it and let it go. And you're like, oh, I feel so much lighter. I feel so yeah. much better. And if you've done it with intentionality, then it's even better. Because now you know all of the things that are still here in w- in whatever area it is. It's like, this is me. Mm-hmm. I have decided to keep these things. And there's power in that. It's a very, it's a very empowering mm-hmm. exercise. You know, it's you taking your control. It's really, I mean, this feels like really similar when we talk about values. I don't know if we've talked about that a ton on the podcast yet, but we, I talk a lot with clients about core values and how like building your life around your core values is so important because what it does is when you narrow down things, whether it be your values or your belongings or your obligations in life or your lifestyle, style, style, what that does is it brings more space and when you have that space then all of a sudden you have room or time for the things that truly matter to you and that's really life-giving so like on a very practical level when we get rid of baggage that we don't need yeah it opens up space to say okay now i can fill this with either keep it empty or I can fill it with something that matters more. And I think that's a huge heartbeat of this podcast and like the Willow Tree Online is living a life in alignment with our values. And we really can't do that if we're, you know, just kind of holding on to a bunch of stuff that maybe isn't even in alignment with our values, Mm -hmm. big or small things. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, that I couldn't agree with that more, that, that, it's exactly right. And I think for where a declutter, like kind of doing this, where that might come in is, you know, we're really big into having rhythms and rituals and designing, kind of mm-hmm. crafting your life around those core values. But I think just like if you imagine, you know, you imagine like a plane or a boat or something, they set their course and then they go. Well, eventually, like you're gonna drift off a little bit. So it, if when you're when you're navigating, it's full of constant realigning, right? Because if you're off even just by a couple of degrees after a few hundred miles, you, that's way off. Mm. So it's it's this. Here's where I want to go, but there's a recognition of like, oh, I need a course correct right now. I started drifting off this way, or I started drifting off over here, or somehow. I'm way off course. Mm. And so these sorts of these things, like a tool like a declutter can be helpful for getting just getting back into alignment 
in like in one thing. It's a little bit more of a drastic thing. We're a bit more of like, what's one thing you can do every day to move towards, you know, the life that you want or more about the small things that build up over time. But there are some times where I think it's needed to be like, okay, let's, let's take a bigger, more drastic action, get back in alignment, you know, say like, okay, cutting off all this stuff that's not serving me. Boom. Here I am. Okay. I'm back on track. I'm back in into the groove and here we go again. And you're going to need it again sometime. Like we're not, we're not perfect. It's it, you're never just going to set it and forget it. You know, we always need these little resets. So that's where I see a declutter kind of fitting in, you know, well, with I your life. You even have, it's healthy to accumulate a lot of, it, you have to accumulate in order to be able to look at it and be like, okay, what stays and what goes, mm, right? Yeah. Like you can't find what matters to you from like a totally empty vessel. Yeah. So I don't think it's a bad thing to like accumulate in whatever form, but we just have to look at it and say, okay, wait, now that I have this, yeah what actually fits into the puzzle of the life that I want to create for myself. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yes. What area of your life? So we've kind of like talked about decluttering really vaguely. What area of your life do you feel like maybe in this season or just like over the years has been the one where it, it's quick to build up? Like, do you feel like it's Mm. your obligations or your social life or your actual space like your closet or where do you find clutter forms easiest yeah i think there's two places for me okay the first one is my bookshelf (laughs) Uh, christina is hanging her head in shame that she's married to me all right now (laughs) because i i buy books i just shared this thing i don't know if i can remember it but if you grew up or have a history with the Bible, you likely know the story of Jesus and the woman at the well. And he says like, where's your husband? She's like, I don't have a husband. He goes, you're right in saying that you have no husband because you've had five, you know, that kind of thing. And he's like, how did you know? Well, there's this meme. It was about, it was about that. I was like, where's your, where's your book? And he goes, I don't have a book. And he's like, you're right in saying that you don't have a book. Where's the last book you read? Or where's the last book you read? Yeah. I was like, I don't have one. And he says, that's right. Because you've actually purchased 26 books that you still haven't read. read. (laughs) Um, I just, I love, there are always, there are always books to buy and I don't read them fast enough. But anyway, my, uh, my, my bookshelf gets cluttered. But the, the actual the actual place, for me, it's mental clutter. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's, it's kind of hard to talk about, but I, I have faith that you, listener, will know what I'm talking about. It's, it's just things that I've said, I want to do this, or mm-hmm. I'm interested in this, or, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's a good idea. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do that. And inevitably I'll get to this point where I will, I will sit down. And the the reason I know I need to is because I feel crazy in my brain. Like it is, I'm like, I don't, I'm getting pulled in so many directions. I just need to stop. Mm -hmm. So I stop, I pull out a pen and paper, you know, uh, like a notebook. And I just write down everything that I want to do everything that is in my brain. Like I want to, I want to read, I want to learn this thing. I want to try this thing. I want to visit this place, whatever. Like, and I almost always feel like two pages. I'm like, no wonder I've been feeling stuck or I've been feeling 
zapped with motivation to do anything. Cause like I'm trying to do literally 60 things, you know? And, and it's, and so then it's a matter of like, okay, what matters to me right now mm-hmm. in this season? What is most important to me right now? I can choose one thing I want to learn. <laughs> I can choose like one book I want to read, you know, and, uh, and I just start crossing things off and it doesn't mean that I'll never do them. Mm-hmm. It means right now, yeah. what's right now, what is most important. And I'm a big believer in, in this idea that if it's important enough, it will come back. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a, there's a stressful feeling, especially if you have executive dysfunction like me, which is that if something is important and it comes up, mm-hmm. I have to kept catch it. I have to remember it because if I don't, if I, or if I don't act on it right now, it's going to go away and be gone forever. Mm-hmm. And some people, they don't have a problem with that. They just remember things. That's not me. So I have this anxiety around, around those things, which is why my brain latches onto it so frantically Hmm. and so for me i i've learned to say okay i'm not gonna focus on like relearning the piano right now as silly as that sounds like that's been a thing it's like no i I should learn the piano right now and i'm Hmm. and i start looking up piano lessons and piano courses and like used pianos and (laughs) like my brain goes crazy and uh and i say i that's i'm not gonna do that right now and i know that in time, if it's important enough, it will come back when the time is right. It will resurface. It will bubble back up. And that's happened enough times that I know I can trust that that now. Um, and, uh, yeah, so then I, I let it go, and then I have my, my short list. But so, yeah, your process of that is, like, writing it all out on a paper. Yeah. Like. Doing a brain dump. Yeah, yeah. We could kind of move into like how a declutter works, but I, I think that's true. I think that's the true first step of any declutter is like taking inventory, taking yeah. stock. It's like, okay, what do I have? You know, what, what's here? What exists now? It's like pulling everything out and dumping it on your bed. You it's know, interesting. Kind of just to circle back to that real quick because I think like maybe someone listening like you can't relate to what Stephen was talking about with like I would say I've heard that people either when it comes to like their anxieties or worries they either live in the future the present or the past so think about what is it when you like worry or really are thinking about something where does it land and for Stephen it's all in the future like you will be I'm not saying this to bash you because I do stuff like this too. You, you will spend like hours researching like on Zillow land to build a farm (laughs) while like the front yard weeds are so overgrown that like, (laughs) you know, we can't see the sidewalk. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, but like that, but I do the same thing in different areas because you really like, you lock into the future and that's where like the clutter starts to form. I lock into the present and that's where my clutter forms. Like I can get too hyper about like, Oh my goodness. Like there's weeds in the front yard and the disposal for the drain just broke today. And there's just all of these, you know, things. And there, the answer, I saw a ants little, are coming in. Ants are coming in the kitchen. There's a little bit of mold in the downstairs bathtub. And I'm like, Stephen, you don't see that? We need to take care of that. And he's like, 
okay, like we'll get to it. It's okay, you know. Yeah, and like, so, okay, let me just finish searching Zillow real quick. <laughs> right and we both need like some chill right i mean it's good for me too to be like hey why don't just don't worry about the exploding faucet right now come look at this really cool land i found wouldn't it be fun to like dream about that someday you know so like obviously we need balance balance, but i do think that's a really good place to start when you think about like your emotional clutter like where does it live is it in the past maybe you're thinking about all these past things that you didn't get to do Mm -hmm. or past things you've been through i just think that i just i don't know that that. was really interesting i love that i love that so much i don't live in the future i completely agree i think we all have those those tendencies yeah yeah okay so like on a practical note then we talked about like kind of how it impacts us um how is there anything else you want to say about how it impacts you actually because i feel like that's important like a to the why like for me clutter when i have physical clutter like if my house is messy to a fault i feel like i can't function and i start to feel sad mm. <laughs> like i every night before bed i like put the house to sleep quote unquote mm. i even like fluff the pillows like it's not always <laughs> even <laughs> It's kind of embarrassing. Like I like things to be in order to start the new day. And that's just for me though, even if I have a task I need to get done for work or for a client, I really need to like get the kitchen clean before I do that. It's interesting. So to me, clutter can impact me in a way that I can't focus as well. And I don't feel like I can access as much peace and joy sometimes if I feel like there's a lot of clutter in my environment or mental clutter. Sometimes before I can sit down and do some work, I have to write a list like Steven said, but it's always like, I call it a give list. So it's like things I need to like give away, give up. Um, and then I write down things that I'm worried about, like the faucet's yeah. broken, it needs to be fixed. I'm worried about this thing with Beckett. Mm-hmm. I write all that down. And then once I've decluttered my mind that way, I can actually like, do something fruitful and do some work or whatever. Yeah. But how do like how do you feel when there's clutter? Like what does it do to you? Why is Yeah, it- it's funny. I am I am the type of person that benefits from structure. Like I need structure. Yeah. And I'm very bad at creating it myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was true for me as a kid and it's true for me as an adult. And that's maybe that's related to Tourette's and executive dysfunction. I don't know, probably, but it's either way that's how i am and so for me if um if there is clutter in my office i will feel i will feel physically like stuck Hmm. but i or like irritated but i won't know why it'll just be there And then it takes either you coming in and going like, whoa, (laughs) look at your office, man. Or or I'll have like on a weekend or something when I'm like not in my usual, like I'm not so focused on work. I get kind of tunnel vision sometimes. I'm kind of out of the flow and I'll walk into my office and I'll go, whoa, you know, I need to... (laughs) I, I there's brought not, you your water in Beckett's sippy cup because every other cup is dirty yeah. under your desk. Yeah. Or like there's not a place to put a water cup down because there's just papers and there's books and there's things. I'm like, every surface has something on it. Why? You know? And, and, uh, and I'll just be irritated, but 
I, I won't immediately recognize it. So that that will happen for me. And then, I mean, I think that's true just generally for like mm-hmm. the physical clutter side for me. It's just this, like, I feel, feel like I can't move almost. That's and it's and like I, paralyzing. Yeah. And then I realize, oh, I need to like, I just need to clean some stuff up. You yeah. know, I just need to reorganize some stuff. And I do. And I go, oh, I can roll my chair around because there's not cords all over my floor. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I feel free. Um, and then mentally, um, I mean, there's, there's a book called essentialism by Greg McGowan. Um, fantastic book. It's like a core book for us. Um, but there's a little diagram that kind of sums sums up the core of the book, which is you draw a little dot and then you draw arrows pointing out from it in all directions, almost like a little sun. And then you draw another dot and you draw one long straight line forward you know, and, that, and, and do a little arrow. The first one represents your energy put towards lots of different things versus the same amount of energy put towards one thing. Mm. And you're able to go much farther mm. because you're putting more energy towards that one thing instead of into all these disparate, you know, activities. And so for me, that's for mentally, that's what happens. Like I will... I will spend all this energy researching pianos or researching land and farms or, or whatever it is flavor of the day. And it's like, that doesn't even matter right now. I have real goals that Hmm. matter right now that I need to be putting that energy towards. And when I, when I'm in a cluttered mental space, it's like it's stealing from that, from like the real actual stuff that's happening right now um, that that needs that energy, you know. Yeah. So and there's even something to say that maybe there's like a, this is like a defense mechanism type thing. That's what procrastination is. It's a it's a defense mechanism against discomfort. Mm-hmm. Your brain saying that's uncomfortable. Let's go do something else. Um, so there's there's some other interesting things kind of at play there. But at the core, that's, that's my experience with it. And when I am in a focused, intentional place, it's like, again, it's like dead weight Mm. is dropped, you know? And I'm like, I have this freedom to, I have more capacity, you know? I think too, when we think about this, it's important. Don't mind Oakley (laughs) slurping his water down in the background. He drinks like once a day, like two gallons of water. It's like, Oh, I haven't drank it all day. I mean, that's kind of how we are too. Um, but I think it's important too to think about like when it comes to maybe you're thinking, okay, what are some areas of my life that are getting a little overwhelming? Maybe it's your closet. Maybe it's your, well, Oakley's really drinking lots of water. Um, maybe it's your house, your belongings, or maybe it's your things you're worrying about. And I think that it can almost be easy to be like, oh no, I've got this in the bag. I only have like two pairs of shorts and three shirts or whatever. But sometimes I think for me, I know I can use almost, um, it can almost be a vice that like, if I can get my house under control, then everything will be okay in my mind. And really what I need to work on decluttering is the list of things I'm worried about versus like, my house and my kitchen yeah, because it's an yeah, attempt to control, right? Like it yeah. feels good to declutter physical things, but 
also just want to like note that, that like, that's not going to actually fix maybe bigger problems that like yeah. we're having your feelings of overwhelm. So I think it's important to really focus in both areas and see what's going on, like under the surface here, that's cluttery. So, yeah. um, lest anybody think that I myself know how to declutter well, because I <laughs> don't have a lot of sheets or something. Yeah. It's just because I'm, yeah, well, let's talk, let's talk through like the kind of practical yeah. workflow, I guess, you know, okay. what, what, is, what, are, what's, what are the phases? Don't we kind of outline of, what of, we, of declutter? Yeah. We're kind of, we kind of planned this a little bit, but we're also winging it a little bit here too. So yeah. What, yeah. what are the, uh, what are the phases? We here? talked about like some practical steps that we just jotted down. So when it comes to our lifestyle, so mm -hmm. like mental, emotional, um, I think where we start is what are your values? And that's something we are going to keep talking about. Like, how do we identify our values? But if you can identify what are the things that I really value, start there and then look at, am I making time for that in my life? And like in a very practical level, put it on the calendar. Yeah. Like if, if people in your life matter most, where are the people on your calendar? Yeah. You know, what are the events that make you feel alive? Is that literally on your calendar monthly, weekly, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we put in other responsibilities. And I think it's often easy to have that reversed, especially yeah. in our culture. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, do you want to say something? Yeah. Um, I would say, um, as well, I think sometimes we can get caught up in thinking like, um, like in terms of what your values are, what matters to you that can feel like too big of a question. Mm. And so for me, I like to say what matters to me right now mm. in this season mm. where I'm at right now, knowing that it might change, knowing that it might be different from what it has been in the past. Mm -hmm. What, matters to me right now i i can get really caught up in well what should matter to me you know and then i've got all these outside voices telling me what should matter to me instead of me thinking like and actually feeling like no what what do i care about right now not some other outside source mm -hmm. telling me what i should be you know doing with my time you know what do i what matters to me mm -hmm. right now so that was the that was the thought. yeah yeah that's so important and then I guess the other thing, like practical thing we talked about was just, uh, how do we do that? And I think Stephen already really hit on this is make a list, write it down, yeah. like write down some of the things that are overwhelming. I am a pen and paper girl, like through yeah. and through. And like, that's actually how I do just my daily tasks. I put everything into my calendar. Stephen laughs at me cause I'll even put like, like silly things in my calendar. I mm -hmm. don't know. Like. I can't trash goes out. Yeah. Take the trash out or whatever. Um, or something that I need to do like, Oh, look into that. Make sure I got, you know, that letter sent like your calendars, your to-do list. Basically. Yeah, exactly. But it feels good to put it on a date because if I just think, Oh my gosh, I have so much to do today. Or I can be like, you know what? I'm going to put that, I'm going to do that task on Friday. And then if I put it in my calendar for Friday, I don't have to think about it today. And yeah. then when Friday comes, I look at my calendar and the things that are in there, I write it down on my list, like my pen and paper list for the day. I keep that in front of me. And then through the day, I check those things off and I add things to it. And there are even small things like make a batch of cookie, wash buckets, diapers, whatever the things are. And that works really well for me. I used to keep my to-do list on my phone. 
And I stopped doing that. Like, I mean, I keep obviously my calendars on my phone, Yeah. but, um, every night I transfer my calendar that's on my phone onto a piece of paper because I noticed that all throughout the day, then I'd be pulling out my phone and like I'm with Beckett all day and I don't want to constantly be pulling out my phone, looking at my to-do list. And so having it on a pen and paper, mm-hmm. it makes me not pull out my phone as much, yeah. which is really helpful for me. So that's like a practical way. I love that. Yep. Do you have any totally. other practical ways that you, yeah, well I, I think of, I tend to think in, in systems and in, in processes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, just the general flow. And I think this is true regardless of what you're decluttering. So it could be mental. It could be emotional. It could be like your closet, whatever you you start with what it is that you want or what matters to you. So before, before you begin the action, how do you want it to end? Right? What's the end goal? You begin with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. And so that's the, well, this is what I want. I want a wardrobe full of clothes that feel this way. It's they're high quality, they're classy, and I feel beautiful in them. Great, done. Um, or I feel handsome, or whatever. <laughs> you <laughs> um, do you. I do me. I feel fabulous. And uh, or maybe it's you know I want to um, right now my focus is on um, I want to I want to grow more in my spirituality. And so when I look at my books Mm -hmm. or when I look at the content that I'm consuming or when I look at my newsletters or I look at my Mm -hmm. whatever, the things that I'm consuming when I did it, like the shows I watch, whatever, maybe it's like, okay, if my intention is to grow my spirituality, then what fits and what doesn't Mm -hmm. or um, what, you know, for me and my focus at the time might be. Um, like right now it's growing my business, mm-hmm. right? So I am choosing intentionally to pay more attention to those media sources and saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to hold off on some of this other stuff that mm-hmm. I am interested in learning, but not right now. And that's not to say that you need to be one note all the time. That's so helpful though. Even thinking about like unsubscribing to emails, newsletters that you get, mm-hmm. That's a really interesting. Oh, dude, like unfollowing from people on Instagram, yeah, or like just that's muting a big them, one. or just muting them for a time. Yeah, yeah, because totally. then you can unmute it when you when you want to think about it. But you I've can... I've absolutely done that. Like I've gone through phases where I'm like, I want to learn all about this like health and fitness stuff, and then all of a sudden I've got all this health and fitness stuff, and and I'll get into another season, and I go, I don't I don't need all this yeah, clogging up my feed. Like I'm I care more about this stuff now, so then I go and and do that. So. Um, so yeah, like you, you start with that end in mind, then you get it all out. So you take stock, take an Mm. inventory. What do you have? What, what does current reality look like? Hmm. And then it's a matter of choosing what stays and what goes. And from there, I think we kind of have a, a unique blend when earlier in our, in our, uh, our marriage, we were maybe a bit more brutal mm-hmm. when letting go of things. I think we would probably still have some stuff that we let go of early on. We were a bit like, nope, it's got to go. It doesn't fit, yeah. you know, or whatever. Well, I mean, we also were 
we had to it was do unique a circumstances. Lot. Yeah, we were trying to fit everything we own into the 2002 Prius, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. Later. Hard, hard decisions we had to be made. Fit everything we owned into a 2002 Prius we and did. drove it from Massachusetts to Arizona. Yep, me and my dad. I can't even believe that like we still have anything. I mean, I can't believe I still have my wedding dress. <laughs> yeah, the wedding dress made it. Mm-hmm. The wedding dress made it. Anyways. Um, yeah, but it's it's that mixture of um, you, you're gonna feel sentimental. It's like you're gonna feel this like, well, no, but like I, but I like this, you know, or I this was useful at one point. Mm-hmm. Oh, but what if I need it again in the future or whatever? So this is when it comes to like clothing, right? Or right. Items Physical have. objects. Yeah. I think. A really helpful thing for me, because like you said, I've been too brutal in the past and gotten rid of things. And I'm like, why did I get rid of that? But now what I do because of that, I have these like storage cloth storage things under our bed. And when we declutter our clothes and I'm not sure, or Steven's not sure, we put it in one of those under the bed. And then like six months later, I open those up and I'm like, oh, I haven't even thought about this thing. Yeah, we can get rid of that now. Yeah. Whereas honestly, sometimes I go under the bed and I get the thing I want because I'm like, I actually do want to wear that shirt today. Yeah. So I think that's really helpful if, if you're feeling like I have so much trouble getting yeah. rid of stuff, just set things in a space in your house yeah, where set things aside and two questions, if you're getting, going into decluttering, um, that are really helpful for us is th- ask yourself, does it serve a purpose or does it bring me joy? So like blender serves a purpose, doesn't bring it me joy, it stays. Yeah. Um, picture that, you know, my neighbor drew for me, who's three and a half, does not serve a perfect purpose, totally brings me joy. Keep it, yeah. right? Yeah. So if it doesn't fall into either of those categories, though, that's when you know for sure, like probably get rid of that. And yeah. then, am I, I mean... Usually, obviously, there are always circumstances. Yeah, there's always exceptions. I mean, if there's like, like I just went through a box of like kid stuff that yeah. I had, you know, like yeah. baby, my own baby stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, okay, I, does it bring me joy? Does it serve a purpose? I don't know. But like, right. I, I also feel weird yeah. getting rid of this. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to hang on to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, And then the other question, or not really a question, but just a mindset that's helpful. I have a lot of trouble getting rid of things that don't fit into any of those useful categories, but it's still like high quality and we spent money on it and it's like in good use. You have trouble with that too, right? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Which I think is healthy too. But then something that's helpful for me is to think instead of thinking, we're just getting rid of this think someone else could really enjoy this or use it. And that helps me so mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. when there's something that's quality. I even kind of get excited about it sometimes mm. if I'm like, Oh, someone's going to be stoked to find this is Goodwill because this like cost me a lot of money. It's in really good condition. Let's yeah. give it to Goodwill because someone else could really enjoy it. Yeah. And that makes me go from feeling like, Oh, yeah. I don't want to get rid of this. We paid money to like, yeah. Oh, someone else is really going to love this. So that's been just a helpful mindset. I, shift. I love that. I love that. That's this. Those are both so helpful. And you know, for me, like if you know of a person that's like, Oh, they, oh, that yeah. person could benefit from this. Just give it to them. You know, like do that. I've done that People with, have done that to me and it's yep, they've so done that. kind. They've done that with us. And like, I've done that with like jackets, you know, like I give it to a, a teenager, you know, it's like, yeah. Hey, enjoy this 
this jacket, you know, and, and I know I'm giving them something that's going to last a while and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And it, it, I totally agree. I totally agree. And yeah. I, I think, um, you know, for the, in terms of, you know, what to like, how to decide what to keep and what to go. Like you were mentioning the bag and it's funny. I didn't realize I, I've kind of done the same thing on accident where I put a bunch of stuff as we were decluttering. I put it in a Goodwill bag, but the Goodwill bag just sat in the closet for like four months mm-hmm. because we were still filling it up. Mm-hmm. And then a, like the thing happened. I was like, where are those? Yeah. Like the weather change or yeah. something. I was like, where are those pants? I really wish I could wear this. And I was like, oh my gosh, did I get rid of them? And I went, no, I put them in the Goodwill bag. And so I went back and we opened it. I found yet. them. And yeah. I was like, oh, I've still got them. So like, <laughs> even like, even like putting them in the bag marked Goodwill, you know, it's like, it, it, it makes it more real. Another word of wisdom. Don't get rid of all of your winter clothes in the summer yeah, just yeah, because yeah. it's hot outside. Stupid. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's wrap it up there. Yeah. Well, I, th- I, th- I mean, it comes to the end, right? So like you, you've gone through everything. Mm. You've, you've kind of been harsh, but you have your criteria and, and then comes the like kind of check in, I guess is like, mm. okay, r- assess what you now have. And check back with what you started with, Mm -hmm. right? Like, okay, does it match? Does it feel right? Does it match the intention? Does it match Mm. what you said you wanted to create? Did you do it? And if not, why? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, are you missing something? Were you not as clear as you should have been on the front end? Like, but the whole point is to, again, create a life that's in alignment with your values. So take that opportunity to go, okay, I did the thing. Did it work? Hmm. And just get a sense of that and, and feel it and adjust, you know? Yeah. 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 Hopefully some of this was helpful or interesting or, you know, you learned not to get rid of your winter clothes in the summer or something like that. (laughs) Something like that. Um, no, but this has just been our experience and I think it's an evolving process and yeah, it's just, it's a fun thing too. It just feels so good. It feels like, good. It yeah. feels, why is it so, it's so fun. It just feels I so know, good. I think I remember reading a study that like it, it, it like releases dopamine. Like yeah, it's probably. a, our brains really like it for some reason. I don't know yeah. why our brains. That's why sometimes that. they get rid of too much stuff. Yeah. Just I'm feels like, so good. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. But also, too, you know, worst case scenario, you get rid of something and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I got rid of those pants. I actually really do want those pants now. Like, it's okay. You might over declutter. We've done that. And like, that's okay, too. Right? Like, this whole thing, it's like, it's not the end of the world. This is all just stuff if we're talking about like the practical things. And it's not a big deal. So I think in our society, it's good to even lean on the side of just let it go. If you don't yeah. feel like it's serving you right now, yeah, you can usually get things back. Yep. Unless it's That's really, true. really valuable. That is true. So okay. right, well, yeah, let's move on to the health, heart and home, which yeah. uh, is basically turning it around to you. So we've talked through all of this stuff and now how can we actually apply this stuff to our heart health and our homes. And I mean, this whole podcast has kind of been about that, Mm -hmm. but, um, what we would encourage you to do is to find, think of one small thing that 
could maybe use this type of work, could use a declutter. Um, maybe it's emotionally, maybe it is your social media feed, maybe mm-hmm. it is your closet, maybe it's just your coat closet, you know, maybe it's your pantry. Shoes. Shoes, sure, <laughs> whatever. Um, I have a shoe. For, I I have shoes that I will not get rid of, and I will never wear them again. And I just I just can't get rid of them. Can't do it. Which ones are they, Stephen? Can't do it. Which ones are the shoes that we laugh at that I will not let me or you get rid of? Oh no! We were just laughing about it the other day when we were decluttering the white ones. Oh, the vans with yeah. the studs. Yeah, man. I got these like vans that have gold studs and I just like, I'm not going to wear them, but like, From Christina's just punk so, rock phase, they're just but so just cool. on her feet. They're just so cool. They feel like you're wearing bricks on your feet. They're so heavy. I just will never get rid of them. And they're like uncomfortable. Oh yeah, my God. they're not comfortable. Anyways. So good. And I'll never hear to them. So yeah, we would encourage you to find, um, yeah, find find one thing. What and is it for you, Stephen? Oh, what are you going to declutter in the next couple weeks? Oh man, I think for me, the focus right now has been my freelance business. Mm-hmm. And when I say I'm decluttering my freelance business, it's like, well, what does that mean? Um, I'm doing a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Like almost every client that I have is something different. Yeah. And that is overwhelming. That's yeah. very Your hard. Your services are. Yes. My, from my, my service list, the type of work that I'm doing. I'm a marketer. And if you know anything about marketing, it's a massive field. <laughs> There's so much. There are multiple lifelong careers built into marketing, you know, and all the different things. And I'm doing a little bit of all of it for everybody. So a big focus for me from now to the, at really the end of the year is to trim that down and really hone in on like my area of mm-hmm. genius, my zone of genius. And like, what, what do I enjoy the most? What am I going to be excited to wake up and do every day? And what brings the most value to my clients and, uh, and trying to figure that out. So work. that is, yeah, work declutter and my garden kind of. Yeah. We did a huge garden declutter, like, well, like outdoor. Yeah. That was just an outside landscape. We did a weed declutter. declutter. Yeah. Um, I'm really liked when you mentioned social media, I was like, Oh, I haven't thought about that outlet, but that's what I'm going to work on decluttering is just muting things. Sometimes I'm on Instagram and all of a sudden I'm like, where am I? Why am I looking at this? And why did that lead to this? And like, what the heck is wrong with me? Like, you know, that feeling probably everyone has that feeling. And you're like, I don't even know this person. Why am I reading this post about like, you know, the car that they just bought? It's just so weird. Because it's a, it's a, I know multiple billions of dollars. And then suddenly I'm like way off track of like, my value, like the things I value in a day, which is like being present with my child or, you know, so that's something I'm going to work on. Yeah. Well, that's a good example too, just to like, you know, recap for me, like passively engaging with social media isn't really what I want to use social media for. I want to use it to engage with people. Mm -hmm. I want to see what people are doing and have conversations with Mm -hmm. them. But if we're following a bunch of people that we don't care about that we don't have the emotional energy to engage with all of that and so to me that that's another really good like signal of like 
hey, this has gotten out of hand because really my, my intention for social media is to engage with most, if not all of what I see. Mm. And so if I'm not, better have a small little group. I need a small group, you know, or like yeah. follow just like a couple people or I'm really intentionally following people like, okay, I, I know I'm not going to engage with them, but I, I want to see, I want that inspiration mm-hmm. or I want that knowledge or that information, those updates or whatever. But anyway, just a little insert there. Um, okay. Well, let's go to the last section. Up. Yeah. Which right. is whimsy, whimsy and delight. And delight. There are both little jingles. That was unplanned just for you all. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you're like, yeah, we could we could tell that was uh, planned unplanned. That. Okay. Uh, yeah. So whimsy and delight. It's just a final section here where we talk about what we've been whimsying and delighting in um, and just what we've been kind of enjoying in our life lately. And the best thing we've eaten lately. And the best thing we've eaten lately. So, Christina, take it away. All right. I have been enjoying lately two things one my new spice rack i got a spice rack that i thrifted goodwill find it's like four dollars i set it down because i was like i don't need this christina leave that there and then i decided no i do need this and i brought it home and indeed it has made my life better so i feel i don't know i just feel more like an adult now that i have like this little spice rack on a swivel i've noticed a change in you yeah (laughs) you seem more adult-like Also, my dad raised us acting like Lazy Susans were like the, you've reached your all-time high in life if you had the pinnacle. (laughs) He always said, oh, if we just had a Lazy Susan, he would always say that at the dinner table. I just wish we had a Lazy Susan. And you know what he really wishes? I have one now. It's just very small and it's spices. <laughs> and every time I twist it, I'm like, cinnamon, there you are. And it just makes me so happy. And of course yours would be small because you love tiny things. I do. I just, small spoons, small yep. spices. You love tiny things. What I think your dad actually wants is like those sushi places. That A table that spins. Well, it's the conveyor belts. That's what he really, have you seen those? Yeah. Yeah. Su- yeah. Or it's like, they all just come out in plates. And that's what he wants for like all the dinner oh, stuff, cool the family too. style dinner where it's just, there's a little conveyor belt that goes around the table. Except my brother would just like make a mess out of that, steal all the food and do something. I don't, I don't think he would do that now. <laughs> when he was little. <laughs> Maybe there's some childhood trauma coming up <laughs> right now. Sorry, Luke. I'm, I'm sure if you're, you're listening, over that. Luke, I'm just imagining you as like a five-year-old and there'd be anything that spins on the table and all the food would be on the floor. So maybe that's why we never had a lazy Susan. Maybe, Anyways, maybe. Um, I truly can't believe we've never bought him one now that we're adults. But um, Okay, I've been enjoying my spice track. And the best thing I've eaten lately was our dinner tonight was avo. The last time we had avo was four months ago. We're not big like go get food from a restaurant because I'm always like, I could just cook from home. It's fine. But once in a while we treat ourselves, Ava was a really big treat and this was it. And everything was so good. Yeah. But specifically they make cauliflower wings that are like in this, they're battered in this like Cajun sauce or something. Or it it, wasn't it a, an or is Asian? it Korean barbecue? I thought it was like an Asian. Clearly, we don't know what we're talking about, but yeah, it's delicious. We'll link to and it. And you dip them in vegan ranch. 
whoa it is just so good so that meal good. and then we had like they have kimchi hummus spring rolls dipped in peanut sauce which sound so not good but it is so they're so good so good so okay i'll stop there steven what have you been enjoying lately best thing you've eaten lately Hang on, i'm looking up the cauliflower wings it's called gochujang Oh, gochujang now everyone is nodding their head because they all know what that is <laughs> oh yes just saying g-o-c-h-u-j-a-n-g i think the lady said it was similar, similar you know. to like a korean was it okay barbecue sauce or yeah. something yeah 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 um let's see what have i been enjoying lately my goodness i've been enjoying a lot of things um, I've been enjoying my new chair in my office. That's what you said last time. Is it? Mm-hmm. Dang it. You can repeat. Okay. He's still enjoying it. That's I'm great. That means it's truly it. enjoyable. I'm still enjoying it. No, that's a really good one because now you've had it for a week. That's yeah, true. Still good. I'm still, I'm still enjoying it. Um, okay. I'm also enjoying, uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying seeing my my sweet potatoes oh my goodness grow like crazy it is like jumanji out there it's so cool i so i said so cool last time or a couple weeks ago picture on your instagram of that i was gonna be doing more garden content and i haven't so i need to uh, i'll do a post tomorrow about my garden it's like you know in moana the big at the end is it Tahiti? Tahiti. Who's like just this mound of grass figure and then it rises up. <laughs> and that's how your garden looks right now. It's like that thing is definitely going to walk off of our property one day. There's definitely the goddess of creation living yeah. in there. Oh, uh, yeah. Just grow and walk away. Hopefully there's some potatoes in there. We'll yeah. find out. So I've been, been, enjoying, that's a good uh, one. been enjoying that. I would say uh, best, best thing, thing I've you've eaten lately. Eaten lately. Oh, my goodness. I think it's going to have to be, oh, man, I think I might steal the same one. Or the but sauce from last night. The sauce from last Chimichurri. night. Chimichurri. Oh, that's that's a good one. You were like really into that. I was really into it. Our neighbors made, gave us this sauce. I don't know if they actually made it. I think they did, but they gave us a sauce. Um, that, Either way, that it was like matter. a. It was like this green. It was chimichurri. Um, a chimichurri sauce. And it was really good really fresh tasting and a really unique flavor we put it on tofu avocado sandwiches yes which is our version of what like a blt Mm, avocado sandwich it's our own invention it's just our own invention our own invention we put it on a sandwich it's not trying to be anything just trying to be (laughs) an avocado tofu sandwich with jimmy you know you've also been enjoying the jacket that you're wearing like the the uh i got this sweater at target yeah it's like a it's like a sweater target sweater robe that <laughs> robe it's like a robe, robe is, the word that is appropriate to, to wear not as a robe anyways <laughs> that, de- that got that derailed derailed um yeah those are i think those are mine all right those are mine. that'll be all that'll be all that's all folks that's i can't all. do the porky pig sound that's all folks that thing all right
<laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. We'd love to hear from you about your feedback from this episode mm-hmm. and just what uh, your what you want to declutter in mm-hmm. your life and what resonated, what didn't, all that kind of stuff. Here's oh, the list of things that didn't resonate from that podcast, Christine like. and Steven. Uh, old boss of mine used to say, questions, comments, concerns. <laughs> I just always thought that was so funny. Like, please, concerns, tell me. I'm concerned. Give me all your concerns. Um, Oh, and he'd say confessions. <laughs> that, that was the that was the wild card. Um, yeah, so we love it. if you could help us out with the podcast. You can support us for five dollars a month. You get access to a bunch of vaulted content, and you get access to every new downloadable that we create, which is averaging at least one a month, if not more, lately. So um, those are things like recipes or worksheets, just things that we're that we're um, creating questions we ask each other yeah just kind of uh that are helpful for um, kind of related to things that we talk about but oh i should make one that's like 20 things that you could declutter there you go that that could definitely be one or like the process of decluttering a little worksheet for decluttering um no but i sent um or or i didn't send them what this a person started using the weekly intention worksheet and um and i got a text from him saying that it was it it just really helped with his him him feel connected with his spouse so Mm, really cool cool stuff in there Um, and you can get that if you subscribe for five dollars a month it helps us with the cost of the show we do this sponsor free Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um, it is listener supported like pbs but way better and uh, you can also find downloadables if you're not a subscriber you can find some of those downloadables on the website you just go to products in the top corner willowtreeonline.com and uh, you can you just get those individually there and that is it anything else christina i think that's all i think that's all all right y'all thanks for listening we will see you next time under the willow tree bye bye Welcome, my dear, to the endless summer. Welcome, my dear, to eternity.